0: I'll just give all the leads away. Well, that's great. How many leads are coming back to you? Because I know, and I dealt with a lady here in town, she was in the, uh, the wedding cake business, and she dealt with other stuff for uh, realtors and what have you. And she just kept giving leads away and giving them away. And I spoke to her the first time, now it'd be about four or five years ago. And she said, well, I can't do that. I'm just going to keep giving the leads away. Okay. I talked to her three years later. I said to her, how's that working, giving the leads away? How many are coming back to you? None. So I said, why don't you instead take 10% of whatever that retail or that sale is worth? Then what happens is because you are giving that person a lead and a referral, like I said, referrals buy faster, buy more and stay longer. So I said, if you got 10% of what that sale is worth, plus if they send you a referral, you give them 10% as well. She started doing that. And it was, holy smokes, people really do this because people value more what they have to pay for than what they get for free. And so when she started giving, charging for her referrals, she found out people that were ready to refer back to her and she's now doing a whole lot better, making a lot more money on it.
1: Spire. Communicate to inspire. Yeah, so I'm so excited to have John D. Allen, business Development Specialist, CEO and founder of Change Your Thinking, Change Your Business. John claims to find any business $100,000 in additional revenue in 45 minutes without them having to spend an extra dollar on marketing. At first, John, I would like to welcome you to my, this episode of Comspire, Communicate to Inspire.
0: Well, thank you for having me and it's a pleasure to be here.
1: John, thank you so much because you accepted and uh, even when we have time differences and all, you were uh, ready to go for this thing. So we would like to know from John himself. So John, I would request you to introduce yourself in your words, stating about the coaching and business that you are involved in.
0: Sure. Basically, I'm the business development specialist and what I do Is I help small business owners who are professionals and service-based businesses who are unhappy with the results they're getting from their marketing and advertising, show them how they can build the business that they want, how they can get their marketing and advertising to bring them the results they want. What happens is most people, what they do is they copy what they see everybody else in their industry doing. And... They never bother to check to see whether those other businesses are actually getting any results or not. And the majority of them, I can tell you, don't get any results. I'm not sure what uh, the TV commercials are like for you over in India, but here, all they do is they talk about how great, grand, and wonderful a company is. You have to answer this one very basic question, what's in it for me? Because the people you are attempting to market to They've got a problem they don't want. They're looking for a solution they want and don't have. So if you can't answer what's in it for me, for them, they're never going to buy your products or service because all you talk about is me, me, me. You know, you're being an Mm. eye specialist. Mm. And people today don't care about an eye specialist. (laughs) You know, they want to know what do they get out of it. So that's where, you know, dealing with people, and showing them just how to market properly, that's where you get the benefits. that answer your question?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, John. Yes. So, John, I have uh, checked your profile and I found that you have received an award in the year 2011 for the Entrepreneur of the Year. Can you please share that experience with us?
0: That was from Cambridge, I think, is what the company's name was. And basically... I'm not sure however many people were in there, but, you know, my name was put in the hat and I guess they liked what I did. So that's how I ended up with the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And actually, I got published on their front cover of their book. Don't have a copy sitting in front of me, but, you know, I was put on the front cover of their book for it. And again, it's just because I was able to answer people's questions and talk about their business, because let's face it. What's more important to an individual, their own business or your business? You know, it's (laughs) theirs, right? So when you help those people succeed
1: and get Mm -hmm. what they
0: want, then you can get what you want.
1: So when you started this journey, this business and all, did you know that you are going to excel in this thing? You are going to help so many people and you will be getting these sort of awards there.
0: I started studying self-development and self-improvement in 1971 and I kept on doing it ever since and I had no idea at that time that I would go on to be a business coach all I wanted it for was my own was my own use to make me a better person
1: yeah (laughs) so you always wanted to be a better person and that's really like what you said right now, even when, before this communication, when we started to talk, you said that how you started your journey, and that was also incredible. And you have been coaching the marketeers in Allen's small business coaching. That's in your name only, John D. Allen. So yep. yeah, coaching for the last 19 years, can you please tell in brief about your, this coaching business academy?
0: Basically, uh, it's to walk small business owners through how I find 100K for them. There's, I don't charge for that. What that is, is go through and it takes 45 minutes. I ask people to allow an hour so it can answer any questions. And then they also get a printout from that. Now, people say to me, well, how do you get paid? That part's easy because when you go through, some people, you know, they don't need my help. Others say, hey, John, this looks great, but I need your help. Then and only then. Do I talk about paying or about my coaching services? Because, you know, why do you want to push something down somebody's throat when they don't need it? I tell people right at the start, I got a real heavy close and, you know, it's a real arm twister and they get this funny look on their face. And I say, when we're all done, I'm going to ask you, would you like my help? That's my heavy close. And if they want it, that's great. If they don't want it, that's fine. You know, I'm not there to twist anybody's arm. You know, I'm 70 years old. I'm not out to be the next Tony Robbins. I'm just here to help small business owners. So that's, that's where we go from there.
1: <laughs> that's why you have named it as Small Business Coaching Academy. And that's really like, as you all said also, that how you have been working. And uh, even I know that you have gone through so much in your life. Still, you, you kept on moving. But before moving to your like uh, other aspects of life, just about business only, do you think that anyone can start a business? Isn't that too a uh, skill that some specific uh, people can only do?
0: Anybody can start a business. The whole thing that you need to do is you need to do your research before you start. If you just come along and say, gee, I want to open a business today, that's great. The odds are you're going to fail. You know. What business do you want to start? Is there a need that people have? you know, and what makes you any different any better than everybody else? For example, people go in the insurance industry. you know what makes them any different in the insurance industry than the other nine million insurance agents that are out there? You know you have to let people know why you are better or different, and when you can do that, then people will deal with you. The other thing is, People put in their ads, we've got, we give good service. Well, who's ever going to tell you they give crappy service? Nobody, right? Or we have good prices. Is anybody going to tell you that they charge the heck out of you and they give crappy service? No. You know, people, that's just platitudes. That makes the business owner feel good. You have to answer the what's in it for me because everybody wants to know what's in it for them. I don't care what it is you buy. Any product or service, you want the best value for your money. Price isn't the most important thing that you ever come across. People want value for their money. People will pay twice as much for four times the perceived value. So when you go into business, when you open that business, what value are you giving those people that come into your business? Because that's what they want. The other thing is, you don't want to be the Walmart of your business. You don't want to be the cheapest price because when you're the lowest price, anybody can beat you. When you serve on value, you can put your own price on your services because people, you know, that's what they want and expect. So hopefully that'll answer your question.
1: Yes, brilliantly. And then we understand that why a few of the coaching businesses, they have such sort of uh, high prices so that they're not charging just high they are showing that how valuable it is and you have to cross that limit to get that value that's really rightly said John thank you so much and uh, John like before again we are moving to next thing when we talk about your education where did you get your education and how did you plan to come into business
0: I've got a PhD from the U of HK that's a doctor's degree from the University of Hard Knocks not the University of Hard Con of Hong Kong, the University of Hard Knocks. And I got my education just through life because life is a wonderful teacher. It can give you what you want or it can give you a slap alongside the head. So, you know, and you have to learn from that. If you're willing to learn from the lessons life teaches you, you can do virtually anything you want. If you keep making the same mistake over and over again, well, Life keeps giving you a whack alongside of the head. So be willing to learn. The other thing is, be willing to learn from other people. Don't only learn from their successes. You learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. When you know what not to do, that's a bigger lesson sometimes than knowing exactly what to do. So life's lessons can be very, very important. Not just your own, but everybody else's to go with it.
1: So truly said sir and I, I feel so much humbled and uh, like so much of respect for you that the way you are talking about values of life and uh, philosophy of life like how you have learned from your life and you have like already a scholar who has got a PhD degree and then came into business and then when you are talking about business you are not just talking about earning earning and earning Along with that throughout you have also discussed about values and uh, in India if you have heard about most of the time we talk about values moral values and uh, when we talk about business then we think that in business somehow people sometimes forget the values the real values they only think about earning how much I can earn how much I can like get from my client but they don't think about values so it's brilliantly said by you with your philosophy with your learnings and uh, whatever I I would really like to learn from you that what are the best things that you think that your life has taught you in your, like you said, 70 years of life, how much you have learned and what things you have really learned in your life?
0: I learned that there's three most important things, God, family, and business. And when you keep them in that order, your life will be a lot easier. The other thing is, if you go in business just to make money, you're doomed before you start. You've got to be in business because you wanna be of service to people. And it's not just about money, like you said. It's all about being of service and giving people good value for their money. We've all seen businesses that all they want is money, money, money. The a prime example is if you are talking to somebody and they wanna make a sale to you and all they want is make that sale. You can pick it up. They may not be saying it, but you can pick it up and you feel like, you know, this guy's just, this person's just trying to sell me something. You know, they're trying to ram something down my throat that I don't want or need. And you back away from them. And as the salesperson, when you go in with, I got to make that sale, I got to get this sale. You come across with the wrong attitude. People can pick those vibrations up and that's what causes you to lose more business than you'll ever gain. So go in there with an ad with the attitude of being of service, instead of wanting to make the money, and the money will follow.
1: Wow. So when you're at service, money will follow. Yes, of course, truly said. And right now, I remember once I had an interview with my uncle, and he's a doctor. So he too was telling that uh, when you are Keeping money as something subsidiary, you are at service, you just do your job, it will come, it's a byproduct. So you have stated the same thing, money is the byproduct. When you do your service, of course, your values will bring it up. So sir, when we talk about life, there is a lot of ups and downs in our life. And uh, you too, at some point, you might have felt like you can't move ahead and it's the end of your life. Now, now it's like life has ended for you. So at that moment, how did you control yourself? What did you learn from that moment? And how did you move ahead?
0: As I mentioned to you earlier, I suffered a major brain aneurysm where I was given less than a 10% chance to live. And if I did live, the odds were 85% against me having any kind of a normal life. And when I was on the way home from the hospital, I looked up and I made the big guy a promise that if he would let me live, I would spend the rest of my life helping small business owners get what they wanted. And my first customer was my dearly departed wife. Her, she had a small health and nutrition business. And it was like a lot of other businesses. up and down, up and down. You couldn't count on the income. So what I did was teach her how to get a steady income coming in. And then that led to a few other friends saying, hey, how did, you know, if you can help her, can you help me? And that's how I actually started my part-time coaching business. I was still working in corporate and was for another few years. But, you know, and it was only after my wife passed away that I decided to move back to southwestern Ontario here in Canada, where I was born and raised. I wanted to be closer to my kids, my grandkids and my parents. Both my parents died that same year and both my kids moved out to Western Canada. So I said, nobody likes me. So I had to, you know, carry on and doing business. And the funny part of it was when I moved back here to southwestern Ontario, Ford Motor Company was just closing and so were a bunch of other big industries. 15,000 people lost their jobs here in a short period of time. So I figured I got the world by the tail. This is going to be a great place to be a business coach. I couldn't get a client here to save my soul. I could get clients in western Canada, the U.S., Australia, New Zealand, Yugoslavia, all, anywhere in the rest of the world. But I couldn't get a client here in southwestern Ontario. I came to the conclusion that other people's money was just as good as it was here in southwestern Ontario. So if they don't want to use my services, I'll work with other people. And if you ever look at the thing, if you're from the local person, you don't know what you're doing. If you come from any distance, you got to be an expert. So I just use that expert status of coming from a distance to deal with other people. And now I was using Zoom long before the COVID crisis hit. But to me, the computer is the greatest thing going to build business. Just like you, you can deal with people all over the world and never leave home. So that's an awesome way to do business for people. And to answer your question about if anybody wants to start a business, the world is your oyster. You don't have to worry about being right there in your local area you can deal with people anywhere in the world. And that's phenomenal.
1: You were stating, it's always like overwhelming to me because I am really not a businessman. I always thought that the business is not my cup of tea. Even though when I tried, I felt that it was not, like but the way you are telling it looks like it's not so difficult how we feel if we work into it if we look into our service and then it might be possible for anyone any individual like us so even when you talk about your difficulties how you started and how you went ahead in your journey and that's really a long way that you have come through so sir when we talk about uh, like what helped you what motivated you what was your inspiration that made you to cling to your goal and you just kept on moving ahead rather than stopping or waiting for anyone even in that crisis when you said I'm very sorry to hear that you lost your wife and you said that she was your first customer and then you moved ahead so I really want to know what is your inspiration what helped you to move ahead throughout
0: my biggest deal was never money and it never is never will be mine was I enjoy helping people and Like I said, Zig Ziglar's favorite saying is you can have anything you want in life as willing, as long as you're willing to help others get what they want. And that is something I've lived by for many, many years. And it's been a great help for me in my business. And the other part is the joy you get of helping other people. That's far greater than the money because, you know, say, for example, you worked with me as a client. And say you pay me $12,000 for a year. I'm going to spend that $12,000 far faster. You've got a lifetime's worth of information on how to build a business. You can use the information I share for a lifetime. That $12,000 is a short spend, right? You go through the money really fast. Then you got to do something else. Where the person you're coaching and working with, they've got a lifetime value from your coaching how much is that going to be worth to them over a lifetime hundreds of thousands of dollars that to me is worth far more than that 12 grand or whatever the price is right (laughs) so that's that's what it is it's it's to get joy from helping other people and you know skip what they want
1: do you have any regret of a Like anything that you couldn't do in your life or you could have done in a different manner.
0: Yeah, I do. I should have started uh, the coaching business 40 years ago.
1: Okay, you started of 20 years for ago. The of
0: time, you <laughs> okay. But, you know, the, the big thing, I wasn't ready for it. Life gives you opportunities when you're ready, it like, comes disguised as work. And if you're not willing to do the work, you know, somebody else is going to pick up that opportunity. So, you know, the biggest thing, you have to be ready for the opportunity. And like I say, they come disguised as work. So if you're really ready, ready, willing and able to, you can make those opportunities work. And that's the biggest thing. So, you know, go out and do it. If you've got a dream and you really want to do something, go out and do it. It doesn't matter what other people say or think or do because Mm -hmm. you can't control that. You know, it's up to you. Good business is neither good or bad out there. Business is good or bad between your ears. And when you accept that, that business is between your ears, that's what makes it good or bad rather than the economy or whatever. That's when you're going to be a success. You have to have the right mindset because, if you change your mind every time the wind blows you're doomed <laughs> so you have to make up your mind fast and change it slowly if ever when you're making your business
1: decisions yeah so what are the things that you love to do in free time like any music or uh, reading books any sort of thing
0: i love reading self development books self improvement
1: okay and you know, i've been
0: doing it for 50 years i guess
1: so which kind of books I would like to know, like what kind of books uh, do you love to read?
0: If, you, if you're looking into the, going into business for yourself, you know, and you really want to improve. Dan Kennedy from uh, No BS Marketing has some really great books. Uh, you've got The Ultimate Sales Letter and Kennedy teaches how to write, you know, sales letters that people get. Another book is The Ultimate Marketing Plan. He teaches you there how to set up your business. You've got magnetic marketing, which again, he goes in and teaches you how to lay it out. And then you've got part of his No BS collection, is direct marketing for non-direct business. And they're just obviously four of the books I picked up off my desk. And I've got a bunch more sitting here. And what they are, they'll teach you what you need to know. There's a ton of books and business out there that can teach anybody virtually anything you want to know. There's more information available on Google than you or I could ever imagine. You can learn anything you want from being out there on Google. The big thing is take a look at who's putting it out there. Do a little background research, see what they want, see how they work. Another great book that I'm rereading for the many time is the 80-20 rule. Yes, sir. And basically what that talks about is eighty percent of your business comes from twenty percent of your client. And the majority of the businesses all chase the eighty percent rather than the twenty percent of the clients that bring you the most business. But everybody wants to go chase that new customer. They want to go chase, you know, that next bright shiny object. Your best business is the customers and clients you already have. They already know like you and trust you. They've already bought your material deal with them. They're a heck of a lot easier to sell. And then the second easiest person to sell to is a referral. A referral will buy faster, buy more, and stay longer. And they won't argue with the price because somebody else has already referred you, and you're coming in on their coattails, which gives you the no like, and trust factors already been built. So rather than always be chasing new customers... Deal with the people that you already have, you know, and if you're just starting out, give some of your services away for people that will give you testimonials that will say how great, great and wonderful you are. And then ask those people for referrals, because, again, you've already built up the know, like, and trust factor with those people. So go from there.
1: Yes. So it's like overflowing for me, to be very honest, (laughs) that much information at this one time, it's too much. And uh, as we have discussed about that book, and you said that you have also written a book, and I would like to know about the book that you have written. And uh, I wish that more and more people can read it. And they can also learn from your experiences.
0: I've got an ebook I've written, it's called unlocking the hidden treasures in your business. And that book contains eight strategies that I use to find any business in the book. I say it's 10 to $50,000, but I can use these eight strategies and find any business 100,000 plus in additional revenue that they have in 45 minutes without them having to spend a dime on marketing or advertising. And what it does, it goes through eight things. The first chapter is on you need to have a Web page for uh, People for social proof, they can go check out your web page. But the other thing you should have is a squeeze page or a lead page. And what it is, is that, for example, uh, one of the people in my book for is a child psychologist, and he had nine different things on his menu. We called it his menu because basically it was nine different things he did. So what we did was put a landing page together for him just using one of those services. And the one illustrated in the book is uh, child behavior problems. And on the landing page, the headline is, are you sick and tired of yelling, screaming, belligerent attitude of your child? So unless you've got kids you're having problems with, you're not even going to pay attention to that headline. Now, the nice thing about the headline, what it does is it qualifies, but it also disqualifies people. So if they're not interested, they won't even bother stopping but if they are interested, now the headline says, okay, i got to read this. The subheadline is now you can learn the secrets of controlling your child in 60 seconds or less. Okay, now I want to read more. So now then the next part is the body. And again, if you're on a computer, you want everything to be above the fold. You don't want the person to have to scroll down because they won't. And then you need your offer. And your offer in this case was fill in your name and email address, and I'll send you five reports that show you how to gain control of your child in 60 seconds or less. Now, what happened with that child psychologist is he got 72 new patients in a year, courtesy of that landing page. Chapter four, we talk about the drip campaign or a follow-up campaign. And what happens is showed them how to direct the different emails. And you use an autoresponder because... If you have to keep writing those emails week after week after week, you're not going to do it. Anyways, we showed him how to put together a set of email. He got 156 new patients from the drip campaign in a year. So that's just two of the strategies in there. Another very powerful strategy is joint ventures. People say, well, I'll just give all the leads away. Well, that's great. How many leads are coming back to you? Because I know, and I dealt with a lady here in town she was in the uh, the wedding cake business, and she dealt with other stuff for uh, realtors and what have you. And she just kept giving leads away and giving them away. And I spoke to her the first time. Now it would be about four or five years ago. And she said, well, I can't do that. I'm just going to keep giving the leads away. Okay. I talked to her three years later. I said to her, how's that working, giving the leads away? How many are coming back to you? None. So I said, why don't you instead? take 10% of whatever that retail or that sale is worth. Then what happens is because you are giving that person a lead and a referral, and like I said, referrals buy faster, buy more and stay longer. So I said, if you got 10% of what that sale is worth, plus if they send you a referral, you give them 10% as well. She started doing that and it was holy smokes. People really do this because people value more what they have to pay for than what they get for free. And so when she started giving, charging for her referrals, she found out people that were ready to refer back to her. And she's now doing a whole lot better, making a lot more money on it. You know, there's three of the ideas. Another one is, if you're just starting out, you want to maybe make use of high school students or college students for the schools that give the kids credit for working like uh, job training, on the job training type thing. Here in Canada, and the U.S., you don't have to pay those people. So what it is, you can have those students work for you for six months, a year. They learn the business. It hasn't cost you a dime, but they can really help you improve your business. The other good thing is, at the end of that time, if you've got a really good person, you may want to end up hiring them. So you've already trained them the way you want them to be trained. So now you've just created a great employee. You know, there's a few things. One of the other biggest things is, and people always want a discount. I tell people don't discount because once you discount that money, you take that 10% off, for example, say you got a product you sell for $100, you take 10% or $10 off, that comes right out of your pocket, where if you add 10%, now that extra money, because your expenses haven't gone up any, that $10 goes straight into your pocket. For example, if you had a product you sold for $100 and you bought it for 70 you got a 30% profit, right? So in order to make $1,000, you have to sell basically 33 and a third of them. If you discount that product 10%, now you put it down to 90. Now you got to sell 50 of those same products to make the same $1,000. If you increased it 10%, now you have to sell 25 and how many businesses do you know that if you go in and there's a 10% price increase people are going to stop buying? You're going to lose some customers if they if all they want is just bottom line. But the majority of the people a 10% price increase, you know, prices here go up all the time, you know, cost of material and everything. So is 10% going to kill you? The other thing is is a 10% discount enough to bring people in? You know, if you look at in India, somebody's got a, a sale on for 10%, are you going to drive across town for a 10% savings? Not likely. You know, here, if they got 30 40 or 50%, you'll consider it. But 10%, that doesn't even get people's attention. So, you know, teach people rather than discount. The other thing to go with it is increase your prices, but also bundling. Take two or three different products you could put together you charge a lower price for the for the combination than if they bought them independently. The other part is, now people can't compare apples to apples because they don't know what the other two or three products are worth. So now you've got a distinct advantage there. So you know there's five or six of the deals right there of what you can use.
1: So combination of these that you're talking about and also some tricks that you have said about that psychotherapist and all, how many people have been benefited? That's a, like so many things and not only them. I guess that there are many others who have got benefited because of your tricks and techniques. But when you talk about discount, like in India, we see that when there is discount or offers, people run for it. They really want to have discounts. And even when 10% is there, they would really go for that discount offer, sale offer. So anything when it is in sale, they will buy it. Even though if it is the same value, that sale has there something in psychology or in mind. And when they get in that discounted rate, they give go for that. Even if I tell you my own journey, like uh, if I have to buy something and I see like I have to do some sort of psychotherapy uh, training from someone. So I found that something which is uh, I will be talking in Indian rupee only. If it is of something around uh, one point five lakh, so of course I won't be going for that one point five lakh song because I don't have. I can not afford it but the same thing I get it for about uh, some thousand rupees 10,000 till 10,000 that I can afford so of course I will go for it so what I'm trying to tell the same thing is there the same psychotherapy is there but because of the branding like this is a high brand and this is the low brand so quality basically is same just the names are different like we talk about clothes branding so the same quality of clothes, but because of the brand that has a different price and this has a different price. So we go for the one which we can afford. So it is for everyone, like BMW. Everyone cannot ride in BMW, though it is the best version of cars or whatever everyone dreams to have. But everyone cannot go. For me, even the simple ambassador is okay.
0: The, the biggest thing that I'm trying to get across when people discount is it takes money out of the business's pocket. And what happens with businesses, if they start really discounting, that's why they end up going out of business because they give away all their products
1: right. Yeah, I can understand. You're talking about some major uh, like businesses where they have everything dependent on the business and when they are giving the discount and like they are at loss, they won't be able to stand. And of course, it will be closed after some time. So I do understand yeah, I- what you're trying to tell. Yeah, and
0: and that's the unfortunate thing that a lot of businesses don't understand. And another thing is people give fifty percent off. Rather than give fifty percent off, give two for one.
1: Right. Yes. And a
0: reason for it, depending on what it is, if the person can't use two, they gotta bring in another customer. Right. So that gets you a new customer. Hmm. Rather than just fifty percent off, which you give away all your profit. (laughs) Valid. So, you know, it it depends on the business and how you're doing it but again discounting to me is you're you're taking money out of your own pocket
1: right right i understood that point yes very well
0: yeah
1: like when you have convinced any of your client or the people who have come to you do you think that it is difficult to train the young generation and uh, they they have some different sort of mindset and uh, anything like that Like How are you going to teach them that what is right for them and what is wrong for them? In what manner? Do you use some various techniques or it's just the same, your coaching strategies and all?
0: For example, I'm coaching a young man, he's 23. He's going to school in Germany right now and for his MBA in financing. And what the young man is learning is that a lot of the professors, they've never been out there in the real world. They've maybe written a book or two, but they really don't know anything about business and they have to you have to take a look at the information you're getting and there's a lot of really smart young people and there's a lot of like at any age group a lot of dumb ones too so you know or people that don't want to learn for whatever reason so to me i look at a person if they want to learn and they're willing to put away put aside their current beliefs they're going to learn you know, it's no different from me learning you or anybody else. They have to be willing to put aside their current beliefs and listen to some other people. Because if you think your way is the only Mm -hmm. way to do it, I can guarantee you're going to go broke if you're in business. Mm -hmm. That's a guarantee. And a prime Mm -hmm. example, I'm dealing with a young lady right now. She wants to open her own business, but she can't handle stress of people getting mad or yelling or carrying on. And I said to her, Unfortunately, when you're in business, you're not going to please everybody. Right. So you're going to have a customer that's going to get mad, yell, holler, scream, and all the rest of it. And you better be willing to deal with it. Because if you can't handle it, you're going to go broke. Right. And the other thing is, you know, she is a young single mom of three. Have you got enough money set aside to live on? Because you're not going to make a profit in especially a retail business for the first two or three years. So... You know, if you can't afford to keep your household going for at least a year, don't go into business because all you're going to do is your, your dream is going to go down the drain and so is all your possessions that you currently have if you put them up for the business. Nice. You know, the world is cruel when it <laughs> comes to running a business. You know, there's no participation medals. There's no, gee, you know, that's nice. You got to pay the bills. So that's, you know, and that's the unfortunate part. It's
1: a very important point you have stated right now. <laughs> yes, if you are coming to the business, you have to be ready with all the kind of risk that you are going to have. You cannot run a business without taking a risk.
0: Nope, no, that is for sure.
1: Okay, let's move to our countries. Like uh, if you talk about India, I, I want to know from you, what do you think about India? When, if you have listened about it, what is so fascinating about India to you?
0: The culture, the, the people, you know, you've got an entirely different culture. Sorry about that the dogs are getting excited they're about to go for a walk. You know, it's your way of life. It's entirely different than here in Canada and it's interesting to learn about different cultures all over the world.
1: So what is so fascinating about our country if anything like you said about culture. Have you heard about anything about Indian culture and anything that fascinates you? You think that it is the best thing about India? Or anything that you've heard and that surprises you? How come this still happens in India and that you have never heard in your country or nearby and you listen about it?
0: Uh, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. The the one thing that amazes me is how adaptable that the Indian people are on making things work. You know, you take a lot of Canadians and North Americans Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: we're too good for that, you know. It's a BS attitude, but people have it where, you know, a lot of people from a lot of different countries, when they come to Canada or the U.S., they're willing to virtually do anything to make it success. You take the average North American and it's, oh, I wouldn't do that. You know, I I couldn't stoop that low. To me, that is dumb to begin with. You know, you got to do whatever it is you need to do to succeed and live. And anytime you think you're too good for something or that, to me, life is going to give you a slap alongside the head because nobody's too good for anything. And when people look down their nose on other people, to me, the only time you should ever look down on somebody is when you're reaching your hand down to give them a hand up. That is the only time you should ever look down on somebody is to give them your hand to help them up. So. I have great respect for a lot of countries, different countries all over the world for the work ethics of their people.
1: So that's really amazing to listen from you that you have that sort of respect, the other nations, and also you talk about your own values. So like in Western culture, we say that uh, people don't value values much. But from your words, it is very clear that you're stating that you have always valued value more than money. So (laughs) thank you so much. And it was really incredible journey being with you over here. I would ask you to now step into my shoes and ask yourself something that I have not asked till now. You think that it was very important, but I couldn't ask you till now.
0: No, your biggest thing is, what would it take you to succeed in business? You know, and to me, what you need to succeed in business is, A, you've already got the passion, you want to do it. B, don't be afraid to step out and do it. You know, take that step, do the research you need, and step out and say you can do it. You know, you've got an amazing gift. Use it. That, to me, is where so many people, you know, they want to hide their light under the bush. You know, step out. Make use of the gifts that God gives you. And you will make a major difference in so many people's lives.
1: (laughs) So passion is really important. If you're passionate about that thing, of course, you can do anything in life, it is said. And that's what you're telling. You need to be passionate. You need to will that you have to do good in business. And that's the first thing (laughs) which is required. Uh, So if anyone wants to connect with you and want to learn from you, where can the people connect?
0: Connect, go to my website at com. And there they can register for the 100K challenge if that's what they want. Or they can check out my other website. At, this one's a long sucker. HTTP, the double dots, two forward slashes. Change your business, And on that site, there's a lot of uh, great free coaching material. And there's a lot of other stuff that they can get and go through that can really help them out in business. So hope that helps.
1: I have a lot of huge awesome. respect to you, sir. The way you have spoken about your life's journey. You have talked about all your ups and downs and the lessons that you had in your life. So I'm really grateful to you that you have shared all those things over here. And all the listeners who are going to listen to you. Yes, of course, so most of my listeners are Indian listeners and they feel... difficult to listen to the foreign listeners but your voice I could correlate with and it looked very familiar to me (laughs) so it looked like I'm talking to some family member at uh, this point of time and uh, it was a sort of blessing from you what I was getting while I was talking so some sort of positive vibes and all that we talk about and yes of course many people will be there who are going to be benefited because of you and the way you have spoken at the end as we are going to end this session and as you are talking about business the last thing that I would request you to talk about is three most important things for any individual to start a business already you said the first important thing that is passion one should have the passion to start a business and to go ahead with but any three most important things that you think that everyone should have when you are willing to start a business when you're going ahead with this thing
0: I'll give you the three main problems that 99.9% 99.9% small business owners have. And when you can look at handling these three problems, it'll solve your biggest thing. Most small businesses don't know where to get ideal clients. So if you're going into business, know who your ideal client is and where to find them. Because just because you like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, if that's not where your ideal clients go, don't put your marketing there. You have to go where your clients get their information. it doesn't and like I said, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. you have to be willing to go where your clients go to get their information. Number two is most small businesses don't know how to generate instant cash, and by that, I mean it could be thirty or sixty days. You know again, you have to know who your clients are, what products they want. for example, I've shared this solution before. But here's a solution to make any small business work. Your prospect has a problem they don't want. They're looking for a solution they want and don't have. You have to provide that solution. If you can't provide that solution, you've got a problem. People will pay, you want to be a painkiller, you don't want to be a vitamin. People will pay twice as much to avoid pain as they will to gain pleasure. So always be a pain pill, don't be a vitamin. And third, people don't know where to turn to to get professional help. When you're in business, when you first go into business for the first year, everybody says, I hung up my sign, they will come. Well, that's a nice thought. Doesn't work. Works in Hollywood, but it doesn't work in real life. So, the thing is, be coachable. Be willing to learn from other people. And if you're willing to learn from other people, and when you learn from other people, talk to somebody that's been there and done what you want to do. Don't go to somebody that's just read a book and says, well, geez, the book it says blah, blah, blah. You know, go to somebody that's been there and done that. That will get you a lot better answers and results than it ever will of you just trying to uh, follow blindly along. So that would be my three biggest suggestions for people.
1: I will just summarize the whole thing that you said right now, like how to get the client first, what you said, and then how to get the solution rather than that people are really busy looking into the problem. This is my problem. I cannot move ahead. And then at the end, you said that you need to get the trust of your clients. You need to work for them. You have to give your proper service. You need to know their problem and help them in that what they really require. So this is really what is required for any of the business. And if people understand all these things it will be very easy for them so how well you have summarized it i'm at the end again very very thankful to you grateful to you for uh, giving me this opportunity to have such a wonderful word with you thank you so much john sir
0: no problem like i said earlier i'll send you my ebook and you're more than welcome you take a look at it and if you want to share that with any of your listeners be my guest and share it
1: thank you so much thank you so much sir i'm really overwhelmed
0: it's a pleasure, and I hope been able to help you and your listeners as well.
1: Yes, for sure. Many of them will be there.